You're listening to the Tour Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockholz and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 40 of the Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by the editor of the Tool Station Western League bulletin. It is Mr. Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Good to speak to you again. How are you doing? You, you sound better? I am. Yes, I'm better than I was last week. Yes. Okay. Um, and I've had a very nice bank holiday weekend. <laughs> You know, in the in the beautiful seafront city of Portsmouth, so that's that's made me very happy, and rejuvenated. And last night I attended uh, Warminster against um, Radstock, the um, oh. the playoff uh, in the first division, the, the semi final. So um, I've I've had my footballing fix. Uh, absolutely fantastic advert for well the Tool Station Western League, let alone the first division. Brilliant game. Um, I know we're going to be talking about it later, but. Um, Anyway, it's put me in a... Well, I mean, I say it's put me in a good mood. You know, I've got a lot of love for Radstock. So, you know, I was very sorry for them. But, of course, there was a big crowd there from Warminster and flying the old Wiltshire flag as we do. A lot of happy faces. They'll be doing it all over again on Saturday. And, of course, we will be talking about that uh, later in the podcast. It's got a very first division feel. Unashamedly, because, of course, last week we had, of course, Kevin Hill and um, Stuart Henderson on... Um, are promoted teams out of the Premier Division, and it's right that they get their moment of glory. But now, one of the benefits of the fact that the first, the first division, fi- you know, um, fixtures finish a week later, is that of course we get to um, celebrate that part of our football family. And um, they didn't disappoint. Two fantastic semi-finals, which we're going to talk about on today's podcast, and we're going to be speaking to the winning managers, Andy Crabtree of Warminster Town and Tom Smith of Welton Rovers. Um, so I'm really, you know, really looking forward to that. Um, but we're going to kick things off by talking about the Les Phillips Cup because we've um, we've got our semi-finals for that out of the way, Tom. Um, that uh, the first one took place on Wednesday, the 27th of April. Cadbury Heath against Canesham Town. I guess on paper, Canesham were the favourites, but that's not how it played out on grass. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, it was a uh, yeah, pretty pretty decent game, I think. And it was Cadbury Heath, as you as you kind of hinted at, that have come out on top. A two-one win for them last week. Uh, so booking their place in the final, um, and that is yeah, be a big 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 thing for them. They've not won not won something in uh, quite a while, so uh, to, to reach the finals, fantastic effort. And yeah, two two on win for them over Canesham. Uh, first half was was goalless, but then they uh, they did take control of the contest. The home home side just around the around the hour mark or so, a couple of goals in pretty quick succession from Will Boyer and then uh, Ewan McMillan uh, put them put them two up. Uh, as I say, uh, they did then get reduced to ten men, unfortunately. Uh, but Ashley, Ashley, uh, Ashley Kendall, uh, the captain, uh, dismissed. Uh, but uh, yeah, they did manage to hold on despite um, uh, Kenshin pulling a goal back about five minutes from time or so. Uh, Will Halston taking home an 85th minute penalty. Uh, yeah, the the away team Kenshin that is obviously uh, also reduced to ten uh, pretty late on as well. So it did finish with with ten apiece, and uh, yeah, that that helped uh, helped the Keith. Uh, reach uh, reach the uh, reach the final. So the question is, who will they be facing? And the other semi-final took place on Saturday, the 30th of April. Bridgewater United against Health and Athletic. The clash of the titans, Tom. Who came out on top? It was another went in the uh, the favour of the hosts. Uh, a two-nil win for for Bridgewater in uh, in the game on on Saturday afternoon. Uh, I, yeah, I did have a quick look back, and uh, during the two. Uh, the two ties uh, between the sides uh, in, in in league action so far this year. Uh, there was only one goal during those 180 minutes. So these t- these two teams are 
pretty evenly matched, I think. And uh, yeah, after 88 minutes on, on Saturday, it was going the same way towards another goalless draw. So um, uh, extra time and penalties and whatnot. But uh, yeah, Brad Bridgewater managed to managed, managed to nick it. Uh, they managed to find something in the final couple of minutes. Uh, Ross Edwards heading heading them in front, as I say, two minutes from time, uh, breaking house and hearts. And then, uh, yeah, it was uh, United pushing forward again. And uh, second goal came in, in the fourth minute of stoppage time. Uh, Jack Taylor, of course, he got on the score sheet. And uh, yeah, that, that gave him the 2-0 win. But uh, yeah, really, really decent couple of semi-finals, I think. Absolutely. A late, late show at Bridgewater. Mm. And uh, and that's exactly um, what we saw when we looked at the uh, the highlights of that. Of course, Piran Films were there. And if you go on to uh, YouTube, if you if you find Piran Films either on social media or on, on YouTube, then you can watch the highlights um, from that game. Um, but um, yeah, Bridgewater coming out on top. And of course, giving us our final lineup, which we'll see Cabri Heath play Bridgewater United. Uh, at Wells City on May the 14th. So uh, we look forward to the Les Phillips Cup final. Uh, a, a game, of course, we haven't had the opportunity to celebrate for a few seasons, so it's um, really good to see our League Cup final back um, in all of its glory. Now, we uh, we still had some Premier Division action to talk about on Saturday the 30th of April. Tom, uh, Millbrook, they were at home to Brislington. And yeah, they- that would pan out. Sorry, yeah, the final game of uh, yeah uh, Premier Division stuff uh, action this season, and it was uh, yeah Millbrook who, who brought the curtain down uh, on that on that league with a one 0 win. Uh, so good, good finish for them. Ricky Shepherd uh, scoring midway through the first half, and uh, yeah, helping them finish on a high. I think they'd had six defeats coming into that that final game. So yeah, a little bit of a boost going into the off season for Millbrook. Now we'll turn our attention to the first division, and um, really. <laughs> There was an awful lot of um, interest in the uh, in the in the promotion playoff uh, race, but really it all rested on one result. If Radstock Town could get the three points, then they were in pole position to claim the final playoff pace. They entertained Bristol Telephones. Tom, how did they get on? Yeah, they they, they managed to do it in in fine fashion. A five nil win uh, for the for the miners. Uh, they had only won one of their previous nine in all comps coming into this, so you couldn't have said that. Uh, yeah, although Radstock had it in their own hands, you weren't, you wouldn't have exactly been, been ultra confident that they would be able to to, to complete that for themselves. But they did, and uh, yeah, all credit to them. Obviously, pressure on. Well, I was about to say a couple of teams just behind them, but yeah, there's plenty of teams lining up to nick that that nick that fifth spot, wasn't there? As we as we touched on last week, uh, but it was Radstock who did, who did enough. Five uh, 0 win, as I say, at the Southfields Rec. Couple of goals each from uh, James Ruston and Rico Sobers, uh, helping them, uh, yeah, claim fifth and uh, yeah, move into the playoffs. Which, of course, is where we pick things up on Tuesday, the third of May. Now, the first game we're going to look at is Welton Rovers against Wing Canton Town. This game kicked off at half past seven at West Clues in the home of um, of Welton Rovers in the heart of Mid uh, Midsummer Norton. And, um, well, the Green Army would certainly have gone home happy here, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. This was, uh, yeah, Battle of the Big Boys, wasn't it? And it was Welton who came out on top. Uh, 2-0 victory uh, for them, ending Wincanton's 29-match unbeaten run in the league. So, I mean, yeah, what the Wasps have managed to do over the, over the yeah, I don't know. A sustained period has been tremendous. And it's unfortunate for them that it came uh, came to an end on, on Wednesday night. But obviously, yeah, um, it was a... It was a it was a tight game. It wasn't like they were outplayed by any means. And uh, it is Welton who move on to the, the playoff final. Uh, it was pretty, pretty, pretty cagey first half. Toby Cole going close on a couple of occasions for the hosts. 
but it was uh, yeah, it finally uh, finally came uh, the goal. Twenty minutes from time, uh, Cole had been fouled just on the edge of the box, and it was Cam Allen uh, used to used to play for Wincanton, I believe. And uh, his left-footed free kick just managed to to evade the uh, the visiting keeper and end up in the back of the net. Uh, and then, yeah, from there, uh, Welton managed to managed to push on. When Canton had come close to equalising, Connor Williams, their uh, their top scorer so far this year, he'd uh, yeah done done well. Looked like he'd done enough to to beat the keeper, but not not quite to be. Uh, and then it was Welton who managed to to push down the other end a, a corner from Chris Pyle, headed converted by Joe Ellis at the back post. And uh, yeah, that made it two 0 in the 83rd minute, and they they hung on. Uh, Welton's youngest young keeper, 16-year-old Alfie Kelsey, uh, managing to to preserve his clean sheet uh, in the final couple of minutes with a yeah pretty remarkable double save and uh, yeah that was that was how it stayed so a 2-0 win for Welton over Wincanton. A memorable night at West Clues mm. for Welton Rovers. At the last time, of course, Wincanton Town um, came to Midsummer Norton. They won 3-0. So um, the fact that Welton triumphed 2-0 makes that look a, a lot more comfortable than many of us would have thought in going into this uh, into this game. And that's where I started my conversation with Welton Rovers manager Tom Smith. Of course, I congratulated him on the win. But, um, I mean, how comfortable was that for you, Tom? I don't think it was ever comfortable. I think... I think it was always going to be a hard game. It was always going to be a big battle with us and Wincant, and they've had... They've had the better over us this season so far, up until up until Tuesday night. Um, but we were the better team, in my opinion, and and in everyone's opinion that that, that I've spoke to and that was there. Um, it, it wasn't by any means comfortable, no. But it was it was a very very good performance by the lads, and, and we 100% deserved the victory. So uh, no, really promising leading into Saturday, and it was a it was a performance we've been looking for for a while. Um, I think we all knew we had the capabilities. Of, of churning out a result like that against against one of the top three teams that you know we've been struggling to do over recent months. So um, that was really pleasing to see, and it was uh, it was a really enjoyable night for the club and, and especially for the players and boys. I, I was a bit surprised that both of the semi-finals ended up two nil um, to the home side. Do, do you think that home advantage played a, a factor in in your performance? Yeah, definitely. I mean, to be fair to Wincanton, their travelling support was fantastic. I mean, they didn't they didn't stop singing all night. They brought quite a few. Our support's been fantastic all year. Um, I think we have 303 there, I believe is the figure. Um, so it was a really good atmosphere. And yeah, it did help. It, it, it does help playing at home, especially after recent good results we've had at home finishing the season. Um, it was always going to be a little advantage and it was a little bonus considering Wincanton finished above us and we were meant to play, play at their place. Um, and with them being able, not being able to facilitate the, the semi-final we had at our place, which was a big advantage. Um, but unfortunately, we don't have that advantage on Saturday, so we're just going to have to do what we can. And um, I'm really looking forward to it, to be honest. Yeah, you travelled to Warminster on Saturday. I mean, you've beaten them this season. They've beaten you. Uh, I mean, how do you feel into this? I, I guess that it's difficult to see um, how previous sort of form um, will play a, uh, play a part because this is winner takes all, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. He's got that cup competition feel, hasn't it? Where you know the best team wins over the ninety minutes, um, and there's no chance to redeem yourself. But um, no, his form book goes out the window completely. Um, we actually beat them at their place. They beat us at our place. Both times it was only a goal in it. So uh, no, it's going to be a very, very tight affair. I've got massive amount of respect for Andy Crabtree. He's been managing as long as I've been playing at the level, and 
Um, I think you know he's a credit to Warminster and, and is a is a club I always enjoy visiting. They're, they're well supported, so no, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be very tight. I can't see either team running away with it, um, but it's definitely going to be a hell of a battle. Uh, I know that for sure. I mean, are you pleased you've managed to avoid Radstock because that would have been the mother of all playoff finals, wouldn't it? <laughs> it it would have been. There's, do you know what? There's a lot of people around the club that. Are, uh, glad we've avoided it just because of I think the nerves that there would have been about the place. But no disrespect to Radstock, you know that I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of their players living locally, but I think it would have been on paper maybe the slightly easier tie. And obviously our aim, our, our goal is to get promotion. We we haven't we haven't hit or we haven't hit from that all year. We've we want to get up into that Premier Division. And Warminster is going to be a very very tough test. So no, I wouldn't have minded Radstock to be honest. Um, I personally would have quite enjoyed it, um, but I think it settled a few nerves that were away at Wincanton instead of home to Radstock. So uh, away to Warminster, sorry, instead of home to Radstock. So uh, no, it's, uh, it's just how it's panned out, and I'm quite happy with it to be honest. I mean, if we if we can go down that cul-de-sac for for a few moments longer, the last time I saw you play was in the derby game against Radstock, and I know that over the years they have been sort of nail-biting affairs, and they haven't always gone with the form book. But I have to say, I thought your performance on that day was um, was very impressive, um, and I think if you know if it had you come up against them, then I think that perhaps you know that I, well. I wonder how much that performance would have sort of played in the mind of of, of both yourself and Radstock, because you know you were by some distance the better side on the day yeah definitely I think it's been a long time overdue I think since I've been playing at Welton and, and managing they've they've probably had they've had the better of the derby days but I think um, our superior, superiority showed a little bit in that game to be honest and, and I think we did put them to the sword and that was a bit of a game changer for us that sort of gave us massive confidence going into the last few games of the season and as of that game our performances have been at a very high level and um, we have sort of got Rad Doctor thank for that it was a game where you couldn't shy away from it you had to get yourself up for it and we'd had a couple of dodgy results in the in the month leading up to it only a couple but you know when you're fighting at the top that's a couple that's enough to chuck you off of what you're trying to achieve so yeah that game turned it around for us completely and um, and gave us the confidence to push on and do what we're doing at the moment so yeah if we could perform like we did against Radstock against against Warminster on Saturday then it's going to be a very very tough afternoon for them no doubt I mean I wanted to get your thoughts on the playoff format um, uh, and given where you finished in the league I'm, I'm assuming that you're, you're, you're a massive fan of them but I mean historically of course second place was always enough to get promotion and I mean for a long time this season you know people thought you were going to win the division so I mean do, do you have some sympathy that Warminster haven't had the opportunity to go up automatically or you know, are, are, are you hoping that the playoffs are here to stay? Well, I've always, I've always been a big fan. We spoke about it earlier in the area, and I'm a massive fan of the playoffs because it keeps it so interesting. We had, I think, three teams in this division that were fighting for something on the last day, which is unheard of. And um, you know, so all the way down from from second to second to eighth, there was there was stuff going on until the last day. So I'm a massive, I'm a massive fan of it. To be honest, I think, like I said previously, as long as it's announced early and everyone knows what they're fighting for, nice and early. Um, I think it's great. I do. I do feel for Warminster. Um, you know, like you said, stereotypically second is, is is good enough to go up. Although in the past, I know Cheddar have done it. I think Cape done it a few years ago, where they finished second and didn't quite go up, um, depending on what the league and FA want to do. So, I think it's always been a bit of a question mark. But no, for me, I, I hope the playoffs are here to stay. I think is a, I think it's great for the game and great for the league.
I mean, I appreciate that you're focused entirely on on Saturday. Have you allowed yourself, and perhaps have the club allowed themselves to think about the prospect of promotion? Because, I mean, playing in the Western League Premier Division next season is going to have its challenges, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Um, I think as a club, uh, you have to have one eye on how you're going to manage in the Prem. Um, Gareth Paisley, as you know, is, is absolutely fantastic. Malcolm, obviously a very knowledgeable man. Involved with the involved with the Western League as well, so we've always had we've always had an eye on how we would do it. Um, but us as managers, you know, we have to we have to make sure we get there first. And you know, it's important to prepare and to uh, and to have things in the pipeline ready for if you do go up because you don't want to be underprepared. But as you said, Ian, it is all about is all about Saturday and um, any preparation or any work that you do for the Prem is completely null and void if we don't go up on Saturday. So. Um, for us, for me personally, and for the players, is a case of, of knuckling down, doing what we got to do, and make sure we get there, and, and then we'll do what we can over the summer to make sure that we're we're ready to go in the prem. But you know, with a club like Welton, and like I said, with Gareth and and Dave Paisley and uh, and Malcolm, it's never ever doubtful in my mind that we're going to be absolutely fine if we go up, and the club would be in a great position. Um, so no, we we have a look, but like you said, we concentrate on Saturday and we make sure we do the job and make sure we try and get up there. If you're thinking Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, Dewalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest, and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want to help enhance a save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Now, of course, the second playoff semi-final, the game that I was at, Warminster Town against Radstock Town. These two have have, uh, have had an interesting um, season. It would it would certainly be fair to say Warminster have been in fantastic form and, of course, did incredibly well um, to finish as runners up in the first division. And um, and as you know, we discussed earlier. I think Tom, you know, Radstock have managed to pull victory out the jaws of defeat uh, on um, uh, just when it mattered um, towards the end of the season. Um, how did this one pan out? Well, it probably went with the uh, yeah, with with how many well, how people probably would have uh, would have presumed going into it. It was Warminster who came out on top, uh, so they will host uh, host Saturday's final against Welton, uh, and it was also a two 0 win for them. So uh, yeah, a couple of two 0 results for uh, for the home sides on, on Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, as I say, Warminster a couple of goals. Uh, Connor Mackay uh, slotting them slotting them ahead after just eight minutes. So a really good start against the uh, yeah, Radstock side who will have been confident uh, following their big win on Saturday, as we touched on. Uh, but uh, yeah, Warminster, uh, the clash really did show and uh, it was the second goal just before the break. Uh, Martin Johnson's effort taking a pretty uh, pretty mean deflection off uh, Radstock's Luke Ingram uh, before nestling in the back of the net. So uh, yeah, 2-0 win and uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was how it remained. Well, a good evening was had by most, I think it would be fair to say, at um, Weymouth Street, but um, poor old Radstock left empty-handed again. Um, Another interesting season, I think, for the Miners. I think it would be fair to say that. And um, it's always a pleasure to speak to Andy Crabtree, of course, the manager of Warminster. And, you know, I started off our conversation by giving him my reflections on the game and the fact that I thought the best team won. Yeah, I think we did about enough to win I, I don't think there was a lot wrong with our performance you know we, if you keep a clean sheet you've always got a good chance and 
don't think Radstock posed too many problems in the second half. Well, you know, once um, the sending off, you know, and it was just a matter of containing the game really. They could have caused us a few problems, you know, after we'd taken the lead, and they they had a good opportunity. It went narrowly past the post, and you know. But you always felt once they went down to 10 men, we were quite comfortable, I thought. I mean, this is a game that we could call the Andy Crabtree Derby, isn't it? Because of your connection with, with Radstock Town. I mean, I, I certainly enjoyed myself last night and it was great to see so many familiar faces um, from Radstock. I mean, you know, although I know you obviously you must have been delighted with the victory, did you get a chance to catch up with some of your, your, your old friends from Radstock? Yeah, of course. I mean... I spoke to Simon before the game. I, I, I've always kept in, in touch with Simon, you know. And when I was over there, Luke, who unfortunately got sent off last night, he played for me, and I, and I do a, a chat with him now and again, you know. And funnily enough, Ryan, Ryan, who's manager, he played for me when I was at Froome, you know, before he went to America on his uh, soccer scholarship. So, you know, I have a affiliate, and, and obviously Tom Pauly played for us. So, you know, and Rustel played for me at Froome. So, you know, I've got quite an affiliation with a lot of the lads there. I enjoyed my time at Radstock, but, you know, now I'm a, I'm at home, so to speak. And, and I enjoy that equally as much, you know. And it was it, it was it was a proud day Saturday to, to come runners up in a league. OK, so we were in the playoffs last night, but Saturday was a proud day. You know, we've come runners up in a league and, and that's what you're judged on over the season. Maybe not if you lose the playoff, but you can still say, hey, we were runners up. It's an interesting one, isn't it? And I, I heard some discussion about this in the bar because, of course, for many years, being runners up in the league would have been enough to secure you the second promotion spot. I mean, personally speaking, I find the playoffs absolutely fascinating. I think that the race for the playoffs at the end of this season. Um, has been really interesting and has kept um, interest alive in the first division. But for you, do, do you know? Do, do, are you are you irritated in any way about the fact that you you know by you, you managed to finish second in the league? Would you have wanted that to be enough for you, to get you that promotion place? I'm not irritated one bit. I think it's great. I'm, you know, I think it prolonged the season for a lot of clubs. We went down to Cheddar at Easter and we won there on the Monday. They probably thought their season was over. Radstock had a few sort of hiccups towards the end. It allowed that. Wells, Cheddar, Bocco, Odd Down. They were all in with a shout, you know, had not had Radstock not won their last game. And, and, and I just think it created a lot of interest. You know, in all the, you know, that, there was nine clubs in there that you, they were interested in getting in it. And, and you know, that, there's a lot to be said for that. And, and obviously, I mean, we had 300, 320 uh, last night, 321, I think. Welton probably had similar, if not more. You know, what a great sort of advertisement, really. No, absolutely right. Now, over the course of the last few weeks on the podcast, the managers I've been speaking to keep on saying to me that the league table never lies. So do you think you are the second best team in the first division? Well, it never lies, Ian, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 oh, it never lies. I, 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 I do feel sorry for um, for Wincanton. You know, they've gone on a, a tremendous run, and, you know, hats off to them. And I know Chris 
you know, and I know a few of the boys down there because they, they've played it Warminster. And what a time to lose your unbeaten run. But, you know, they must be absolutely gutted. But, I say, all the top four sides, there's no coincidence. You know, we had a 17 or 18 match unbeaten record. Welton did it same at the start of the season, 20 matches. Wing Cantons and Sherbourne have just quietly went about their business. And they were 20-odd unbeaten as well, you know. And, and, they, and they, they're very worthy champions. I love going to Sherbourne. It's a smashing club and there's some smashing people down there, you know. And I, and I sent them messages of congratulations because they're, they're an ideal model to, to follow, you know, as a club. So it's Welton Rovers up next on Saturday. Of course, they're coming to your place. I mean, if you had to pick between Welton and Wincanton, you know, were you happy with the outcome? If well, if um, Wincanton had won last night, maybe I would. You think? Oh, I mean, that's about twenty-eight unbeaten. You're thinking, God, do they ever going <laughs> to lose? Um, we played Welton the other week, and, and with that in mind, um, we won one nil. It was a very tight game. It was a cagey affair. We lost 2-1 earlier in the season where I thought we should have got some out of the game. We sort of lost the game in the last 10 minutes. So it was 2-2 on aggregate. I suppose this is a decider. I mean, and, and of course, it must be, you know, really encouraging that it's at, uh, at your place. So does that give you more pressure? Is the, you know, is the weight of expectation on you? or As a club, it's a, it's a great advertisement for local football. You know, it's brilliant. You know, you see people that haven't been up to the the town ground for years and it's nice to see them up there and it's just a great boost for the club you know I'm just pleased that we're we're hosting it really you know and it's a great occasion it's the first one so you know no one can ever take that away can they they certainly can't and I'm I'm looking forward to being there definitely now we can't really look past Saturday I'm sure you can't look past Saturday but I'm going to ask you to because have you thought about what promotion might mean? Have you thought what promotion would mean to Warminster Town going up to Step 5 next season? Well, there's, there's one obvious thing that sort of slaps you in the face when you look at it. The, tra- the travelling is going to be, I think, increased. Probably, you know, probably double, I'd say. You know, um, financially, it will be quite a sort of heavy sort of burden on the club you know financially you know it means time off of work for people and whatever I, I, I feel we're moving we're making inroads in the right direction you know we've had we've had approaches from people for for you know sponsorship deals and you know and I, I like myself I've, I've sort of spoke to people and I'm hopeful of a couple myself you know to help the club going forward and, and hopefully they'll soon be announced you know there's there's three or four others in the pipeline and, and you know, that's the way we've got to go you know we need an injection of money like any other club to, to compete I'm not I'm not going to say we're going to pull up any trees but you know you look at our near neighbours Westbury they went up and look what they've done you know look mm. what they've done in the last couple of years they've got their house in order you know and, and, and they're a good model to follow you know it's only just down the road you know and, and congratulations to them on their promotion now, it's an interesting point you make there, Andy, because, of course, when Westbury went up this season, Westbury have gone up from the Hellenic League. Um, that's where Caution went. That's where Card went. 
you know, the Wiltshire sides at Step 5 have not played in the Tool Station Western League. I mean, how do you feel about that? I think from a club point of view, it, you know, all our games well supported, you know, for for both, you know, not for both clubs, but for all the clubs, you know, you, you came up to when Devizes were at ours, it was over 200 there again. And when we went to Devizes just after Christmas, it was 200 there. Um, you know, Westbury and Warminster was always a great local derby, the rivalry there. You know, I've, I've, I've played in games there when there's been three or four hundred, one of them it was 600 there when I wasn't manager. So, you know, Torsham, always well attended. Carl, the same. You know, we've lost. That's, that's a major income to, to your club. Mm. You know, if you're having four or five games where, where you're at derby games, it's a lot of money. And also you're not travelling far as well. So it does affect you financially. And my thanks to Andy for his time. Now, of course, Tom, we have got a couple of games um, to preview. The first one is taking place on Saturday, the 7th of May. Who are our finalists in the First Division playoffs? Well, we've got uh, Warminster and we've got Welton, haven't we? So it's at Weymouth Street, uh, three o'clock uh, kick-off. These sides <laughs> finish extremely close in, in the league this season uh, and it should be an absolutely... Well, tremendous battle, shouldn't it? Really, um, I think both worthy of worthy of picking up a promotion spot. Uh, well, the loser will be the unfortunate 89 uh, points that Warminster finished on 88. Welton, so they both had, as I say, remarkable seasons. Um, and yeah, uh, made it made the well. I, I, I'm hoping it's going to be a fantastic affair to to justify their their fantastic seasons. Absolutely. Now, of course, we will be doing a podcast um, next week. But um, just as a reminder, um, uh, there is the Les Phillips Cup final on um, Saturday, the 14th of uh, May. And that is, of course, featuring Cadbury Heath and Bridgewater United. Not for the first time, Tom, we've been reviewing your excellent bulletin. Uh, Where can the listeners find that? That will be on the uh, tour station, uh, the, the Western League official website. It's about halfway down the homepage. You can usually find that, and you can click on the click on the tab. You can go to that, and uh, yeah, then you'll be able to to download it in. Uh, it's either Word or PDF format. So uh, yeah, that's that's available every week. Excellent stuff. Well, Tom, thank you ever so much um, for your time, and I look forward to catching up with the listeners next week when we look at the final piece of league business to be conducted the that last promotion place from the first division but from tom and myself you've been listening to the tool station western league podcast